Are you constantly asking yourself, are my children in the right school setting? Do we as a family love our school option? Leah and I are moms in West Virginia helping families answer the question, do you love your school? Because we want every family to respond with the resounding yes. Kim and I are here to help families explore the many educational options available in West Virginia and bring hope to families so they feel empowered and encouraged about their education options. Welcome to We Have Hope. Welcome back to the We Have Hope podcast. This is Kim. And yes, I'm still missing my partner in crime, Leah, but she is in that newborn baby bliss. And so who can be mad, right? She's snuggling little, little cute babies. So we wish her all the best of luck. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the Hope Scholarship. What is the Hope Scholarship? Why do we talk about it so much? Are y'all connected to it? Yes. Um, So the name of our podcast is We Have Hope. And it sprung out of the, we were having lots of conversations in the summer of 2022 because we didn't really know what was going to happen with this Hope Scholarship thing. There was a lot going on in the courts and, you know, that that legalese that people use, it was really kind of confusing for me. But what I understood was we went through the application process. And then on in July, a judge said, um, er, time out. We're not doing this Hope Scholarship thing right now. And she had some opinions about it. And then it was in front of the state, West Virginia State Supreme Court. And I was able to watch that on the news, or like on like the whole hearing, which was kind of fascinating. Um, and they deemed it like they, they talked about it. And then a couple days later, they deemed that it was constitutional and it held up and the injunction was over. So what all that meant is that we were able to move forward. Families were able to receive the money that they were awarded and entitled to and use it for a private school or individualized instructional pathway or the IIP and things to kind of move forward, right? So when we came up with the idea of a podcast, we were using the phrase, we have hope because we have hope for lots of things, right? You guys have heard these answers throughout season one of what that phrase means to different people. And it means different things to different people. It means something different to me, depending on the time of the year. But at the time that the podcast was created, it was, we have hope, like we have the Hope Scholarship. We have a faith and belief that this will be rectified in the courts, that this will be upheld, and that we families can have hope in West Virginia, that they can change their child's educational setting. Um, so that's kind of the, the little bit of um, behind the scenes of how we got the name of our podcast, We Have Hope. But if you're wondering, what on earth is the, the Hope Scholarship? Okay, we're going to talk about that today. We're going to break that down, and I'm going to try to knock it in the weeds of it because there's there can be... You know, every situation is different, right? There are lots of specifics. There is the, here is what is said. Here are some, I'm going to give you some resources and some places that you can go to to ask further questions. You can always reach out to uh, myself or Leah and ask us questions directly. You can just simply email us at hello at loveyourschoolwv.org and we will be in touch with you absolutely. We can kind of go through your specific situation. So you can tell us how, how old your kiddo is, what you'd like to see, where you're at, and then we can kind of help you navigate those answers. That way, we're we're always willing to do that. But as a, you know, a a bird's eye view, what is the Hope Scholarship? Why does this thing exist, right? Um, What are the requirements in order to qualify for it? What is an ESA? What is an IIP? All those kind of things, I hope 
to answer today. So what is an education savings account? It is an ESA is what our short term that we refer to it as. There are several states across the United States that also have education savings accounts, and they all kind of look a little bit different. But um, what it is in West Virginia, so to back it up just a little bit, schools are funded by state dollars, federal dollars, and local dollars are the three main ways, right? And state dollars come from our state taxes. So as property owners, and in West Virginia, we pay on our property. I don't know a lot about taxes, y'all, but I know I have to pay money, and I know they take money out of my paycheck, and I know I have to, like, send money somewhere, right, on a regular basis. So we pay these state taxes, and that is what is one of the funding sources that they use for to fund education. So what the state decided to do was to create another budget line item for HOPE Scholarship for the Education Savings Account, or the ESA. And so what this does is if you are deemed eligible, which means, yes, you can get the money, um, and we'll talk about eligibility requirements here in a second, if you are deemed eligible, you will receive a portion of the state funding that is allotted for your child to use for different things. And we'll kind of talk about those different things. So that's the, the, the kind of bird's eye view of it. You are welcome to read through the whole bill that is available on, um, you know, quick Google search, Hope Scholarship bill. Um, You can kind of read through the the legalese if that's your thing. Um, There is a fantastic website, the Hope Scholarship wv.com. It's a great resource to find out more information about the Hope Scholarship. It has all sorts of things on there and the treasurer's office is who runs it. And they really did a great job of revamping it because before it was a little drab, but it is really nice now. And they have an FAQ section um, on there as well. Um, So it's a really great resource. So how do you become eligible for the Hope Scholarship? Well, couple things need to be true. You need to be a resident of West Virginia. So of the state, you need to live here. So you need to be a resident of West Virginia. And your child either needs to be an incoming kindergartner. And an incoming kindergartner in the state of West Virginia is defined that your child needs to be five years old by June 30th to be considered an incoming kindergartner. If they are not and you want your kiddo to be a kindergartner, reach out to us. We can kind of talk through your different options because there are there can be several. So your kiddo is five years old. They are going into kindergarten and you think this is something you're interested in. Great. If your child is older and they are currently enrolled in public school, and public school can be your county school or it can be a charter school, either online or in person. Those all count as public schools. And they need to be enrolled for 45 calendar days at a minimum. So those are the two things. You need to be a resident and either an incoming kindergartner or already enrolled in the public school system in some way. So those are the basic requirements. Now, When do you apply? What information do you need to apply? Well, I'm going to tell you. All you need in order to apply, you will need something called a WEVIS number, right? Um, And I am learning about the WEVIS 2.0 system um, because I now have a day job in a public school. But WEVIS is what controls everything in the state. Your student um, is given an ID number, and that is tracked through this Weavis system. And Weavis stands for West Virginia Education Identification System. 
um, and every student in there has a student ID number. Typically, if your child's already enrolled in public school, it's usually their student ID number. It's their lunch number, right? My daughter goes to a public school. It's her lunch number. Um, there's like a couple of numbers before it, um, like a, some ones and some zeros. And then the last five or six digits are her lunch number. So, um, or it's on their report card. So you may, if your child's already enrolled in public school, you may already have their Weavis number. Um, if they are not, like they're an incoming kindergartner, then you may have to, uh, there's ways to get that. So we'll kind of go into that. But um, in order to apply for the HOPE Scholarship, there's an application window from March 1st until May 14th. So the next application window will open up March 1st, 2024, and goes until May 15th, 2024. Um, It's not that far away, I promise, and we'll remind you when those dates come up. Um, And so when that happens, so say it's March 1st, and and you have the child's Weavis number, you also need proof of residency, proof that you really do live in West Virginia, and that there are on that website, Hope Scholarship WV, there are a list of items that you would need um, that you can use. Like, I think I used my taxes to prove that we live in West Virginia, but you can also use like a gas bill or, you know, your mortgage or something else or your apartment lease. And then you also need your child's uh, birth certificate. So if you don't have that, get it now. I actually just found out that people, you have to pay for birth certificates. I didn't know that was a thing. Anyway, um, so have your child's birth certificate, their Weavis number, and your proof of residency. When the application window opens up on March 1st of 2024, you would go to the Hope Scholarship WV website, and on the upper right-hand corner is EMA account login. EMA is the system, the technology, gurus, whatever you want to call it. They are what holds the portal that you're going to hear a lot about. It's the Education Market Assistant, EMA. And you would go on there, you create a username and a password, and you sign up. So as a parent, if you have three children, you would create a parent account, and then you would create three children's accounts under your parent account. And in order to apply for the HOPE Scholarship, you need to apply for each student. So if you have three kids, that's three separate applications, you know, student A's, Weavis number, their your proof of residency, you can use that for the same for all of them, and that child's birth certificate, child B, their Weavis number, again, your proof of residency, and the child's birth certificate, same thing for child C, right? Um, so you would set up the account. I will say it takes just a few minutes or so to sign up for the account to do it because I did go through the process in 2022 to apply for my son to have the Hope Scholarship and he was a recipient of it. But you go through and you sign up for the account that way. And then you would complete the application, you complete the prompts on there, upload your information, all that kind of jazz. And it can take the team, the Hope Board, up to 45 days to approve your application. So they do have 45 days to say, yes, you are eligible, or no, you are not eligible, and here's why. They can also put your application on hold, um, and you can ask, well, why? Maybe you're missing a piece of documentation. Maybe um, you typed in their Weavis number wrong. Maybe there could be a technical error, right? Anything could kind of happen. And then that's it. Once you are awarded the HOPE scholarship, then the funds are dispersed to you at two times of the year, around August 15th and January 15th is when that they will, that money will hit the account. Okay. Are y'all following me here? So you apply for it. 
you are, say you're awarded the money and then you get the money. So then how do you spend the money? The award amount is up to $4,600. It varies every year. Um, the first year it was like $4,260 something. And then this past year, I think it was closer to $4,500 for the whole year, which is really kind of cool. So in the EMA, remember that education market assistant that you go to the hopescholarshipwv.com website, in there, once you have funds in your account, you can see something called a marketplace. In there, you can look for providers, and that would be your private schools, your tutors, like people, right? Like a person giving you a service. Whereas there's also something called My Scholarship, and that is more of your physical items, your um, a Chromebook for your child, or pencils, or um, cool manipulatives, or dissecting kits, or any of those kind of things, right? Like it is the physical products that you use to educate at home. So my child was a private school student, so I actually didn't do a whole lot in the portal. The school simply sent me an email that I had to go I had to click on a button that says, yes, my child is indeed enrolled at this school and they are going there and this is the correct grade and all that kind of stuff. So I did that and then that was all I really had to do. If you are using it for the IIP, the Individualized Instructional Plan option, that's kind of where you're homeschooling using HOPE funds, right? You're HOPE schooling. So in that case, you're going to use that EMA portal a lot more. So that's kind of where you get all your materials. But know that you would get 50% of it on August 15th and the other 50% on January 15th. The cool thing about this program is that you do not need to meet any new qualifications every year. All you have to do is renew. And so in order to renew the application, renewal starts in January And it goes, I believe, all the way until May 15th, um, that you can renew the application at any time during that window. Also, if you are on the IIP pathway, there are a couple of things you need to know. So if you are choosing to Hope School at Home, I have a friend, we're going to call her Susie. She's okay with me telling her story, but I don't know if she, I didn't ask if I could use her name. So we're just going to call her Susie. That's not her real name, but she is using the IIP pathway to educate her youngest child. So she's using Hope Funds to educate her child at home. So she was so excited on the 15th and she's like, oh my gosh, I get to like buy materials that I've never been able to buy before. Like I get to homeschool the way I've always wanted to because of the Hope Scholarship, which was really cool to hear. So what she'll have to do, she bought all of her stuff. It came really quick. She's super pumped about it. She's actually just she just started homeschooling officially after Labor Day, which is the beautiful part of using that IIP is that you can do it however you want. You don't have to stick to like the school's timeline. You can do it however you want. Anywho, so her requirements will be by June 8th, she needs to turn in either a portfolio review or have standardized testing done on her son and the results turned in to her local board of education by June 8th. Then that's a big difference. If you are a traditional homeschooler here in West Virginia, you have to do an assessment or a portfolio review every single year, but you don't always have, you don't have to turn it in every year. There's only certain grade levels that you have to turn it in. And Kathy Hess-Krauss, who is on a future episode of ours, will go into all those details about homeschooling. She really dives deep into that. So definitely make sure you listen to that episode as well. Um, And she's a great resource for homeschooling. 
but there's only certain years. You have to complete it every year, but there's only certain years you need to turn it in. And your reviews and or your testing needs to be completed by June 30th. So that's a big difference. Um, Big, but also not. And so as somebody who is using the IIP, the Individualized Instruction Plan pathway, um, it's important to remember that date, June 8th. And children need to be assessed in five areas. um, And all of that is found on the Hope Scholarship, wv.org. It is all found there and is all it's in the parent handbook. So it is a great resource for you to have. And if you're having trouble finding it, I'm happy to kind of show you where it's at um, so that you can reference it in the future. So that's the Hope Scholarship. So a couple of things to know. Go to the website, hopescholarshipwv.com. It's a great resource, like I said before. Also, um, Lee and I, along with the Cardinal Institute and Katie Schweitzer, remember Katie? We interviewed her about the Forest School. She is fabulous. Um, we moderate a group called Hope Schoolers in West Virginia. Hope, H-O-P-E, Hope Schoolers in West Virginia. So be sure to join that, answer the questions that go along with it. And that's a great resource in there too. There are families who are using the Hope Scholarship currently, and they can tell you about things that have gone well, things that they would like to do differently. They can kind of give tips and tricks, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, So definitely join that Facebook group, Hope Schoolers in West Virginia. Go to the website, hopescholarshipwv.com. But It is a really exciting thing. What I've seen because of this Hope Scholarship is families finally having the affordability, the fundability to do education the way that they wanted to do education, right? That I know every private school we've talked to has been like, talk to us about money. Like, we'll be happy to have those conversations. But sometimes even with those conversations, you just can't get it to work, right? Or maybe you would love to homeschool your child, but and finances really are a barrier to that, right? That does exist. And so we can empathize with that. And for some, the Hope Scholarship is changes everything. My friend Susie said that she could not believe how easy the application process was. And she is forever thankful. Like she, we, you know, use Marco Polo to talk to one another and she was getting weepy and teary eyed. Like, I cannot believe that I get to do this. Like, thank you, Hope Scholarship. Thank you, Love Your School. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, you know, for everyone who did this. And, and I, Me, Kim, had a very small part in this. So it really is a thank you to the treasurer's office and all of the advocates before me who really kind of helped get this over the finish line and the Cardinal Institute and several players here in West Virginia as well as nationally because this is bigger than just our state which I think is pretty awesome. What's really cool about the Hope Scholarship that y'all should know, if you don't know, is that it was, it felt like it was the catalyst to get other states to kind of go to that tipping point of, should we do an ESA, an education savings account, or shouldn't we? Well, West Virginia's doing it. Well, maybe we could do it too, right? And it's not very often the West Virginia gets to be the leader in something like this. And we got to be the leader in this, y'all that we get to be the leader in these education savings accounts and how it's going to change a whole generation of kids and a whole generation of students and a whole generation of educators. And it really is an awesome, awesome thing. And if you need help navigating the process or you have further questions or you're like, oh, Kim, that was great, but you missed this, please email us. You can email me at kim at loveyourschoolwv.org. And I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. You know, you can... Find me on social media. You can find Love Your School on social media as well and send us a DM or email me, um, kind of whatever you want to do. But for some, the Hope Scholarship is an option and it's a great option. For some, it's not. And that's okay too. And here's the thing. 
if you have somebody in your life who is like kind of negative Nancy about the Hope Scholarship, I would really push them to read the bill. Read what it actually says. Read um, what it says on the hopescholarshipwv.com website. Go through that information and actually really read it because every time I have had these conversations with educators um, and other people in the community that I live in, and every time they go, well, I actually read it and now I get it. I totally understand. Like I was misinformed and you don't have to be rude about it or anything like that, um, but really encourage people to read it fully because then maybe they'll get it and they'll understand. And anyone who has any questions, please come to us because we really want the education savings accounts. The Hope Scholarship can be that catalyst that you need and that you were missing to help launch your child's education into the next level. And we want to help make those connections. And if you have people who don't know about the Hope Scholarship, please share this episode with them. Let them know that this exists. We have done another episode about the Hope Scholarship as well. Um, We did that with Andrew Bambrick when he was with the Cardinal Institute, and that was really informative too. So please, please, please share this information, um, even if it's not for you. Here, That's the best thing you can do. If you're like, the Hope Scholarship's great, I guess, or like it's kind of interesting, but I'm not going to use it, or it's not for me, or maybe you don't have children and you're listening to this, and thank you for that. Please share this episode with other people because you never know who it may reach. And I really want, we really want here at Love Your School for every single person to know about the Hope Scholarship. And that gives us hope, right? You know, I ask this of all of our guests, of what does the phrase we have hope mean to you? And right now here in this moment, we have hope means that we have the Hope Scholarship. And we are so fortunate and so grateful to have this as an option that it's something that we can do to help another generation of kids, right? It's not just about my own children. It's about all children in West Virginia. And the Hope Scholarship provides hope to families who maybe didn't have it before it existed. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the We Have Hope podcast. Yeah, you can find us at Facebook of Love Your School WV or Instagram, Love Your School WV. You can message us anytime or you can check out our website, loveyourschool.org.